Well, good morning, everybody. I am so glad to be with you uh, via camera. I do really miss you being here, though, this morning. I have to tell you, I had to wipe the tears from my eyes because uh, when I came to my normal place over here on the side and we're worshiping, praising God, I just wanted to go to my same chair. I wanted to sit where I normally sit, and I can obviously feel what I normally feel, but I looked, and you're not where you normally are, and and, uh, I just long for things to be the same, the way they used to be, and you do. You would give anything, and we're hearing from you how you long to be here with us, and you want to be here in the house of the Lord, and we all do. You know, it's, it's something how when things change, we want normalcy, and when things are normal, we want change. And right now, we're in a time of change, daily change, hourly change. Things are changed, and probably some things are forever changed. But I'll tell you one thing that will never change is Jesus Christ. He is the same yesterday. He's the same today, and he will be the same forever. He's already in our tomorrows, and he has rest for us. I want to talk to you about rest, but before I do, I was reading about this little girl in Sunday school, and after a class, her mother said, well, tell me, what did you learn at church today? And the little girl said, well, the Sunday school teacher told us how God took mud and made a man. And mom said, okay. And she said, well, then God saw that man was alone and because he didn't have anyone to talk to, he was very sad. He was like us right now, social distancing, staying away. He was by himself. Mom said, okay, well, what next? And the little girl said, so mommy, God reached into man and took his brains out and then made a woman. And sometimes, ladies, that was for you, Mother's Day in advance. Sometimes it feels like when we're alone, we really don't know what to do and we long for that connection. And so I just want to say I really miss you guys and I can't wait to see. You know, it's, it's weird not getting to see a lot of people. And then when you do see someone, you treat them like they have leprosy. You stay so far away and that's kind of strange. Uh, you know, social distancing and the, the word quarantine, it is mentioned in the Bible, Leviticus chapter 13. You can look at that in the New Living Translation. It was God's idea that when man had something that was highly contagious, that he would separate himself. So I pray that all this uh, ceases really quick in our nation, and I pray for all of you that you stay clean and whole and well in Jesus' name. I want to talk about finding rest when you're overwhelmed. We're in a time right now where it is very easy to be overwhelmed. Maybe you have now become a school teacher at home. You're used to your routine of maybe a job or just being a a mom and you send your kids off to school, but now we have schoolhouses in our houses. We have church houses in our houses. It's easy to get overwhelmed right now, and so I felt like the Lord wanted to talk to us about finding rest when we are overwhelmed. Psalm chapter 55, David was real honest and he said, my heart is trembling inside my chest as the terrors of death have fallen upon me. He said, fear and dread overwhelm me. Even David could be overwhelmed. He said, I feel overwhelmed right now. Fear is overwhelming me and dread is overwhelming me and I shudder before the horror that I face. And then David said something that I've thought several times over the last few weeks. David said, 
I say to myself, oh, that I had the wings of a dove that I might fly away and be at rest. David just wanted to go somewhere, to fly away, to to get to some place where things were normal, to get away from his fear, to get away from his dread, to get away from being overwhelmed. I want to ask you, have you thought how nice it would be to go to sleep and wake up and all of this just be a dream? Like to, to maybe just fly somewhere else, go get in a, in, a, in a jet somewhere and fly somewhere and get out of the plane and all of this is different there. But I'm telling you what we're dealing with now is not just in one city or one state or one country. It is all over the world. This grief and dread and spirit of fear would love to attack all of us. I read a story about this lady that was in a therapy session and the client told the therapist, I would just love to have some time to do nothing. I'm so frazzled and I'm exhausted and I'm overwhelmed. And so the therapist said, well, let's get started right now. And so after 15 seconds, the client said, well, what do you want me to do? And the therapist said, uh, nothing. And the, the patient said, well, I, I, I wanted to do nothing, but I, I didn't want to start right now. And that's kind of the way that probably a lot of us feel. We wanted more time. We didn't like being so busy. Have any of you said, well, you know what? I'll call that person when I have time, or I'll do that when I have time, or I'll clean out my garage when I have time, or I'll clean out the closet, or I'll mend that relationship when I have time. And if we're not careful, we have a new norm, and we're at home and off of the normal jobs and off of the normal time frame. And if we're not careful, hear me, the enemy will cloud our schedule so much that our new norm will become overwhelmed with a totally new schedule. I want to challenge you. Call that person that you need to call. Call your mom and dad. I would say go see them, but we're really not supposed to uh, be going to visit much. But you can call if they're close by. I guess you could do a drive-by and do a wave. But do that thing that you've always said, you know what, if I had some time, I would do this. I want to tell you, if you come out of this, of this next 15 days or 30 days or however long this is going to be, we're hoping for less. We're believing for less. We're praying for, for shorter uh, time frame. But however long this is, if the only thing you come out of this with is you caught up on all the Netflix you wanted to watch, then you've wasted an opportunity. If the only thing you come out of this is, is that you've just caught up with, with, uh, with, with every, every show that you wanted to catch up on, then you've wasted an opportunity. I want to challenge you. Call your mom and dad. Call that family member. FaceTime a friend. Spend some time with God. Read a book out of the Bible. Uh, spend time with the presence of the Lord. Take advantage of this opportunity to do something good. Get with God. I would challenge you to spend some time talking to him every morning before you do. I mean, where are you going to go? You're supposed to stay in your home. We're supposed to be doing uh, social distancing, and I hope all of you are doing that, those who are not involved in something that is deemed necessary, that you're having to go out. But get in the presence of the Lord because his presence will give you rest. And so I want to talk about how to do that. I want to show you in Exodus chapter 33, in verse number 14, God told the people, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. 
You know, rest is not just the absence of activity. Rest is an interstate, an interstate. (laughs) Stay off the interstate. Rest is an inner state of being that can only come from God. It's funny how we desperately want to take a break from our hectic, overscheduled lives, but now we're longing to be busy again. We're longing for normalcy again. Empty time can be a powerful medicine that can make us more joyful and loving, but it is strangely hard to swallow now that, that we're, we feel ourselves forced into this different time. And so I want to just show you a few things that I think God wants to do in you and that you can do to find God's rest. Number one, I would say trust God even when you cannot see him. Trust God when you can't see him. I, I read a story that there was this house that caught on fire and the young boy escaped from a window out onto the roof and the father had escaped out the front door. And when the father looked up and saw his son, he said, son, jump, your daddy is right here. I'll catch you. But because of the strong winds and the smoke and the flames, the little boy couldn't see his father and so he's terrified. And the father realizing the desperation of the moment, he kept begging his son, come on, jump. Daddy's right here, but I can't see you, the little boy said. I I cannot see you. And the father replied, I know you can't see me, but I can see you. And if you'll trust me, I'll catch you. And with that, the boy jumped and trusted and was safe. And I would say to you today, uh, Paul told Timothy, the spirit that God gave us does not make us fearful, but God gives us power and God gives us love and God gives us a sound mind. I would say jump into the arms of God. Jump into the arms of faith and trust him. Trust God even when you can't see him. The presence of God is what he said, I will send my presence with you. My presence will give you peace. That's why just a few moments ago as we're singing, nothing else will do. As we're singing, Lord, I'm believing you for a miracle. I'm believing you to help me. As we're singing these songs of praise, even in your living room, you can feel peace of God and the rest of God because his presence brings his peace. I love the passage in John 132. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the spirit come down from heaven as a dove and it remained on him. The dove is a symbol of the, of the presence of God, of the spirit of the Lord. The dove represents the presence of God, the spirit of God, the peace of God. And John said the spirit came and landed like a dove and it remained on him. I'm telling you today, the spirit is looking for a place to land and to remain. He wants to remain with you. He wants to remain in your house. He wants to remain in your heart. The next thing I would tell you to do is trust God even when you don't feel him. Trust God when you don't see him and trust God when you don't feel him. I'd give you this line to memorize. God is real no matter how I feel. You can't trust your feelings. One writer wrote, he said, I was walking with friends along the Newport Beach in California when a fight from inside a bar spilled out onto the street and He said, my friends and I saw three men beating up one lone opponent, so we decided we would intervene. We went over and we braced ourselves for what might happen next, and when those brawlers looked up, they ran away with fear, and at that moment, I realized with my friends 
that there was a huge bouncer standing behind me. I didn't feel his presence. I didn't know he was there, but he was there. He never said a word. He just stood with muscles bulging. I wish I could illustrate this part right now. He just stood with big arms and muscles bulging, and the, the, uh, the, the three ran away and left. And the author said, it was in that moment that my attitude was transformed. I was filled with boldness. I was filled with confidence. I was released from anxiety and fear because I realized that God had given me the promise, I will always be with you. Look at what God says in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. He says this, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. It's as if God is flexing his muscle, saying, don't be afraid. I got you. My right hand represents my strength and authority, and I'm going to hold you. God wants you to be free from anxiety. He wants you to be free from fear. He wants you to enjoy the rest that only comes from him. It's my prayer today that you enjoy and feel and know the rest that comes from God. Gideon, he was, a, he was a little guy that was fearful and he was timid. He felt incapable. He, he felt like he was no match for the task that was ahead of him. He was overwhelmed. But God came to little Gideon who felt like he was the, the runt of the litter. Gideon literally felt like he was the black sheep of the family, like he was the outcast, like he was the one that everyone looked down upon. He felt, I'm too weak. But God says, Gideon, I want to use you, and I'm going to cause my spirit to come on you. I want to use you. And so Gideon starts trying to talk God out of it, as we can often do. God, you must have gotten the wrong number, not me. But God said, no, you. I want to reveal my greatness through you. I want my strength and my power to come through you. And I love the verse in Judges chapter 6 and verse 34. It says this, then the spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. He clothed Gideon with power and rest and peace. God clothed him. God's spirit knows what size you are. Listen, this, this word, uh, when it's translated, the Spirit of the Lord clothed him, it literally means like it was a custom-tailored shirt, like God gave him exactly what he needed to fit the moment, to fit the man, to fit the situation. Can I tell you today, regardless of where you are or what you're feeling, God has a garment of rest to put on you, and he knows what size you wear. You may not want us to know what size you wear. But God knows what size you wear. And he's saying, I'll give you a custom-tailored garment to fit your need right now. God knows exactly where you are. I think of David. When Saul was trying to solve David's problem, when David said, I have, I have to, to fight this giant, and Saul said, no, you can't do it. And David said, no, I, I want to take this giant down. This, this giant of fear is not going to intimidate me. This giant of terror is not going to take me down. And Saul said, man, I, I can't let you go out there. No, I'm going. And Saul said, okay, well, let me give you my garment to wear. And David tried on Saul's garment, and it just didn't fit because Saul wore a garment of fleshly comfort. Saul wore a garment that would do a lot in the flesh. But, but David said, you know what? Your garment doesn't fit me right, but I do know my God. 
And I've already killed a lion. I've already killed a bear. And this giant that stands before me now, he is no match for the God that's in me. Listen, God knows exactly how to give you what you need. I don't want to close with this point. You you can trust God is there when you can't see him. You can trust that God is with you when you can't feel him. And lastly, you can trust that God is leading you even when you don't understand. God is leading even when you don't understand. He told David in Psalm 32 and verse 8, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and I will watch over you. Now I can promise you when my family and I felt trapped in New York City a couple weeks ago, we're in the middle of this city and that's when the dominoes started to fall and the NBA shut down and then it was one thing after another and we thought, oh Lord, we're here in the, the worst place in the United States to be. Pardon me, Governor Cuomo. But it is the epicenter, they're calling it now, of, of this disease that is covering our land and, and we were there in the middle of all of that and felt trapped. Lord, how are you guiding us? And it was just as if the comfort of the Lord just came to my spirit and said, but I am with you. I am with you. I'll never leave you. I am with you even in your trouble. And listen, we had a call this week, Karen and I did, with the healthcare workers who are part of our congregation. And they were weeping on the line and we couldn't help but, but weep on the line with them. And we pray for the healthcare workers all over our nation. We pray that God protect you and give you wisdom. We pray against this, this virus and this, this sickness, this, this stranger that has come to our land. We pray that God help us and protect us and keep us and that God would give our nation's leaders and our nation's scientists and our physicians, that he would give them wisdom to combat this and come against it. But we can trust that God is leading us even when we don't understand. We told our healthcare workers this week, God is with you. God is protecting you. Our prayers are with you and our love is with you. And you know what? It's just like the song we just, they closed out with. I just want you. Nothing else will do. The only the presence of God can give us that rest that we need when we're overwhelmed. Jesus beckons with us through his word. He said, follow me and I'll lead you to safety. Follow me and I will lead you in a safe place. David said this in Psalm 61, and I come to a close. Psalm chapter 61. David said, from the end of the earth, I will cry to you. David said this. I've prayed this this week. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For God, you are my safe refuge. You are a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. Let me live forever in your presence. Let me live forever in your sanctuary, safe beneath the shelter of your wings. Lord, I just want you. I just want you. Let me live in that place of safety. Listen to me. If you're thinking, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can follow him while everyone else is moving in the other direction. The truth is, you cannot afford to not trust God. You cannot afford to not follow Him. 
I would challenge you today, run toward God. Run with God. Lean into God. Some of you have told me, I can't wait to get back to church. I've, I've seen some of you post on Facebook, I'll never look at the corner on 891 Abrams again the same. If I had known that last Sunday that we were there, I, I read someone wrote, if I had known that was my last Sunday, I would have praised a little bit deeper. I would have paid attention a little bit more. I would have, I would have worshiped the Lord from a deeper place in my heart. But we didn't know. But what we do know is that God is with us. I'm sorry I'm weeping. I've just been weepy. But listen, I tell the church often, when you see a believer crying, you know they're winning. Because when we when we are of a broken heart, God says, I'm close to those who are of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. I leave you with this story. One of the most memorable stories of the tsunami of 2004 was about a woman and her family. A woman, her husband, and two children. They were vacationing on that day and they realized that danger was imminent. People were panicking. They're running, they're fleeing the herd mentality and people are even getting hurt from the fear it's kind of like running for toilet paper dear God who would have thought that toilet paper is what people would run for during this dilemma it's astounding and I pray all of you have plenty of paper if you don't have paper call 1-800-PAPER we're there <laughs> but the people were running and panicking and the herd mentality the family didn't know what to do or where to go and they began to move with the crowd but just just then the lady and her husband saw a young native man beckoning and calling to them he said follow me and so their choice was to either follow the crowd or to follow this young man and it was crucial it was a life determining decision so what do we do she turned to her husband and she said to her husband whatever you decide we'll do we will either live together or we'll die together, but we're gonna follow. And the man thought to himself, all of this crowd, they don't know where they're going. This man lives here. He knows where he's going. And they decided to follow the young man and they left and they followed him up the hill and he led them to a high place. He led them to safety. David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, someone lead me to that rock that is higher than I. I'm leading you to Jesus. He's the one that can give you the rest when you're overwhelmed. Trust. He's there when you can't see Him. He's with you when you don't feel Him. And you can trust that He is leading you even when you don't understand. I want to pray with you right now. I want to pray with you that God's peace and God's rest come to you and fill your heart and fill your home. Precious Lamb of God, I'm praying for that one that is, that is afraid. I'm praying for that one who perhaps just got news this week that they've lost their job. Or maybe they got news this week that a friend is sick. Maybe they got news this week that someone they love is not doing well. We're afraid and we don't know what to do. I pray, Lord, that your rest and your peace and your strength come to us. I pray that that one today that may be feeling like, you know, I hear you talk about God, but I don't really know him. I want you to pray right there with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Cleanse my, cleanse my spirit. Wash me. Make me new. Come on, tell him this. God, make me feel clean inside. Make me feel brand new. 
I love you. I trust you. And I want you in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email. Yes at cwcdallas.com or fill out our e-connect card. We would love to connect with you in your faith journey and connect with you as we as we navigate these troubled times, these unknown waters. But there is one that knows where we to go, where we are to go. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. I give you Jesus today. God bless you. I love you. I'm going to come back and bless you before we leave. I'll stretch my hand and read the blessing over you. Just give your heart to Jesus and believe him. We're going to continue worshiping because our hope and our trust is in our God. God bless you in Jesus' name. Nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want Just tell him, say, nothing else, nothing else. in my hand I'm, I'm in love with the fact that we're an all nation congregation we have 55 nations right now in, in, our, in our congregation but listen through our internet congregation we're probably reaching more now and I join with you in your faith wherever you are that God bless you if you give through text to give or if you give through giving envelope just hold your phone in your hand I want to bless you with that and listen if you're our guest I always say this feel no pressure to give Giving should be a pleasure and not a pressure. But I want to bless you as we close out this service today. And I'm going to, uh, to bless you. And so if you, if you give through text to give, hold your phone to indicate technology. And I want to leave a blessing with you that, that Moses spake to the people. In Numbers chapter 6, the Lord bless thee. The Lord keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. I bless you in Jesus' name. Have a God week. I can't wait to see you again. I can't wait to see you again here. I can't wait to see you again next week. God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name.